Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? It's called The Ego of Egas. Ever heard of it? Or him? I bet you have not. I bet you have <laughs> not. <laughs> Antonio Egas Monish. He <laughs> is known for something special, all right? <laughs> A Portuguese neurologist. And he is known for what we call today a lobotomy. You could have given me like a hundred guesses who was like the first person to come up with the lobotomy. And I <laughs> I would not have been like, it was definitely a Portuguese man. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I would have been like maybe a Frenchman, a German perhaps. <laughs> In the whole world. How did this even come about? So I guess like other people were working on lobotomy-like things, I guess. Right. Like they were doing some research. They were doing some practice on some animage, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Makes me sad. This is where the Portuguese aspect of it takes over. Antonio Igas was like... Are we going to do this or not? <laughs> You're going to keep working on chimpanzees or are you going to do the real thing? Shit, got yeah. off the paw. He definitely, he definitely got off that paw. <laughs> they started it on people, unfortunately. Hey, go get daddy the drill. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this guy like spoke like perfect English and we think. We think of him today as like the Azorian Portuguese man. <laughs> Listen, he was well educated, which was my first takeaway as I was reading this and I was looking at the dates because um, this guy was born in 1874 and then he went on to study at the University of Coimbra and he's studying medicine and neuroscience and all this shit. And I'm like, yo, in 1977, like, a hundred years later, my dad only had to get a sixth grade education in his village. So like tomato, tomato, like the difference between the Azores and <laughs> continent is very apparent here. Yeah. And also this man came from money. So he had the means to attend school, whereas our parents <laughs> couldn't even buy a stick of deodorant, <laughs> as we discussed in yesterday's episode. <laughs> So this guy is lobotomizing people and our parents are struggling to not get lobotomized. <laughs> they're struggling to not get lobotomized. Is what they're... <laughs> we are not laughing at lobotomies. We think it was a messed up freaking procedure. <laughs> we just think it's crazy that this even happened in the U.S., and where and everywhere else so but we are just laughing at the fact that like it was a portuguese man let's make that clear <laughs> yes the first documented procedure of the lobotomy was in lisbon there's so much stuff that we've read on this it's like where do you start where do you start so this guy figured out how to do it and he was using this like tool where i can only describe it as like like you were yeah 
creating like a borehole into the sides of people's skull. Like, yeah, it this was like, like a graphic guys, just a heads up. <laughs> they didn't have no power tools back then. I'm just saying like this was like like a little tool with like a little circular saw edge with a little spike in the middle and you would stick it on the side of your head and literally just twist and saw a borehole in your skull. I'm sorry. Like just how, how they thought that that was going to help people. I don't just that alone would do me in (laughs) that alone. So that's just to gain access. They would saw into your head like that. And then they would take, a sharp object. Actually, no. What was his first one? His first attempts were alcohol. He was using ethanol. So he would yes, just like inject yes. ethanol in there and hope it would just like break down the fibers of your brain in your frontal lobe. And yeah, then like the connecting tissue of whatever it is. And then he found it to be more successful to use like a sharp object to go in there and just like sever the the brain matter connection. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my face. I'm like squirming. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. So the thing that annoys me most about lobotomies in general, this guy won a fucking Nobel Prize for this. Like, this was, <laughs> this is yeah, like, he, did. he didn't go to jail. He won a Nobel Prize. The thing that upsets me the most is that in all of the history of lobotomies and the people who were performing them, it never felt like it was to help the patient. It always felt like it was to ease the burden of those around the patient. Right. And like for more for like the family members or like family members or healthcare workers at those facilities. That's messed up to me because I feel like majority of these were performed without consent of the patient. You weren't going there willingly signing up for your own lobotomy. Right, I guaranteed some of them probably couldn't give them give their own consent, especially what's the one that um, Rosemary Kennedy? She, she was like twenty five years old and she got a lobotomy, and I think it was her father like that pushed it. I always forget who her father is, but it's like John. He's she's John F. K. sister, I think. So whoever the father is <laughs> in that familia. And she was like a 25 year old. She's 25. And like after her lobotomy, she became like she had like the mind of like a toddler, it said. And I think didn't she just have like a mild disability in the first place? Like, I don't think her situation was severe beforehand. Like it was like a mild disability. And that was the thing, too, is like I was reading like what would qualify somebody to be lobotomized and it was like the pool of people that they were going it was like oh they had symptoms of anxiety or postpartum depression or you know they could have schizophrenia it was a wide range of things they could have been suffering from symptoms of these things for as little as four weeks to 20 years so insane could you imagine being four weeks into having anxiety and then being like lobotomy all of us would have gotten one if that was the case (laughs) Could you imagine? Back in the day, we all would have gotten one. Postpartum. (sighs) Lobotomy. Oh, my God. Your body just went through this tremendous experience of childbirth. And it's like, that's your answer is, let's, okay, the mother can't get it together and take care of her child. Let's lobotomize her. (laughs) Like, that's insane. The amount of uh, quotes that I've seen of people talking about lobotomy from the time period, like, contemporaries of this egos man 
people would say, and I'm quoting, I'm not making this up on my own, but you would take somebody from, quote, insane to an idiot mm. with a lobotomy. It was basically like a dumbing down. You would remove half of their ability to function and just have them in this childlike state, basically. Right. Yeah. They're almost like, you know, like a, uh, and some would be like in a comatose like state. They were kind of just. They were like a level like a up from a, a level up from a vegetable. Like they yeah. could, they could function, but like zoned out totally. Mm. Yeah, Ugh, that's horrible. This Antonio Egas, the ego of Egas, he is just writing up his findings and his reports. He's saying all is gravy, baby, with the lobotomy. Mm-hmm. Everything's going well. No adverse effects worst case scenario is they stay the same best case scenario they're cured easy peasy this is just revolutionary stuff right so he goes to this like neurological convention in england i believe mm-hmm. and he basically sets up a threefold <laughs> trifold <laughs> poster board like he's at a fucking science fair and he's showing people we died what he did for his lobotomies and his booth buddy next to him, the next booth over is some American guy, neurology guy, and he just chums it up with Egus, Antonio, whatever you want to call him, chums it up with him, talks to him about lobotomies, and he's like, I'm taking this to the US. He said, had he not met him in person at that event? Science fair. <laughs> at the science fair? <laughs> the london science fair he would not have probably pursued it but he just like was so enthralled by his booth mate and that's what science, science fairs are all about right these like convention yes. centers it's to convince other people other scientists mm-hmm. showing your findings <laughs> i just remember when i did the science fair i had a <laughs> volcano I had a volcano and I did like an eruption thing, right? Of course I did because I'm a fucking Azorian, right? Like whatever. So you I always had good science fit projects, you bitch. <laughs> so you I did. did I did this volcanic thing. <laughs> there was a kid in our school who was like a couple years older than us. We didn't really cross paths that much, but he was my booth mate. He was on the project next to me at the science fair. And like 25 years have gone by and like I would see this person in passing and the one thing they say to me is like remember when you (laughs) splooged your volcano (laughs) all over my poster board because apparently my eruption was not contained to my own booth and i splooged the volcano all over other people (laughs) you have to tell me who that was because i i don't remember this this guy takes his back from the science fair He's like, I'm going to become the hero in America because I am I just took what this Portuguese guy's doing out there in Lisbon and I'm going to bring it to America. But in classic America fashion, he decides this is too much work because this is like a surgical procedure. Like they're doing this in a surgical setting mm, yeah. when they're coring through the sides of your skull. And so he's like, we got to Americanize this. We got to make this shit more efficient. And how can we do that? We need We need people to be able to do this in like 10 minutes in the mental hospitals without having to take them to a surgical facility with tools that they have available. This guy takes a fucking ice pick from his kitchen, 
that he formerly used to like poke holes in his belt when he needed to size it up. Guys, okay. here's a heads up. <laughs> Another heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> this is going to be a little graphic. And then he invented the, I don't even know what it's called, but it's the through the eye version. The tri- Is it something trans? Transorbital. Orbital, yeah. Transorbital lobotomy. And he takes an ice pick. He lifts up your eyelid. And he just basically shoves an ice pick in there, cracks your skull, gets into your brain, sh- shoves one up the other eye, and then just basically does a little scrambly scrambly with the ice yeah. picks. <laughs> Pulls them out. 10-minute procedure. I'm dying right now. Sometimes uses anesthesia locally. Sometimes they just use like electromagnetic shocks that were available to them from the mental hospitals. This is so fucked. I, I can't re- even like go anywhere near my eyes. Like I don't wear contacts, but I always said like I can't do contacts because I couldn't. I like have that. Like I can't touch my eyes. And this this mother effa is ice picking. There was a guy who was like the youngest recipient of a lobotomy. He's like still alive. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And he, his name. He's is... like the youngest and the survive survive like one of the survivors, right? And so he got this, yes, he was a 12-year-old child. He got this lobotomy done for whatever the fuck reason. He was just acting like a regular 12-year-old child, probably. He probably just had, like, some form of ADHD, like, behavior problems, probably. Right. And so they took this poor kid without really telling him what was going on, took him into this place, gave him this transorbital lobotomy. They show, like, before, they have, like, before, during, and after pictures of it. And, like, his before picture, he just looks like totally normal boy. His after picture, his eyes are all swollen. He just looks, like, totally, like, messed up. The doctor had notes. He was, like, keeping his little doctor diary, I guess, on the events and, like, going into it. He was, like, the kid is acting normally. Like, the parents were, like, almost backing out of it. And then they decided to proceed with it, whatever. They told him he was going into the hospital for some examinations, he was afraid he might be hurt, but then glad he'd be missing school. That's always our thought, though. That was always our thought process. <laughs> hey, we're missing class. I got to get lobotomized, but at least I get <laughs> to not go to class today. Yeah. So sad. He didn't know he was getting a lobotomy, obviously. No. And then it just details his procedure. And it basically says that he was using the the shocks and it says he came around quickly after the first shock and i eventually gave him four after which he was quite slow in recovering with some rattling in his chest i think it was one more than necessary <laughs> like just it just goes to show like how ah, i don't even know like just like how new this shit was like he was just like out here just doing whatever he wanted and just documenting results like these people were like just guinea pigs like test subjects exactly exactly that i was looking for like a word for it but yeah just like exploratory he's just like oh we'll try four shocks and see what happens to this kid like oh he's not doing too good maybe that was one too many shocks oh man what and 12 years old too and so this guy is like he's still alive i think his Mm -hmm. dad was I don't know if his dad's still alive now. His dad's probably dead now, but his dad was alive for a long time and he had like struggles with that relationship because he's like, imagine like your parents sending you for this. 
Right. Yeah. And you having to just be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I think he had like a hard life too afterwards when I, what I read. I think like he had um, like addiction problems, alcohol. He like he struggled a lot. I think he I think is he, doing well now. I think so. Yeah. What I read too, it seems like he turned his life around. But and I think like he can't really like he couldn't really remember too. He's a tour bus driver living in California currently, just FYI. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I hope he's doing well. God, I can't imagine. I'm 12 years old, man. And then you trust your parents, obviously. Like, that's what's heartbreaking. Like, these kids, these kids, like, the only two people that they trust are their parents. And I don't know if his parents thought this is, like, the right thing to do. Do you want to hear another ridiculous one? There's this married couple patricia and glenn i'll post a link to this in the show notes by the way but this website says patricia was lobotomized by walter freeman which is this american guy that was doing these ice pick transorbital lobotomies in 1962 at the age of 36 this is the first time she and her husband have spoken about her lobotomy and this was like in the 2000s sometime and then this is like a back and forth conversation between her and her husband this is the first time they're talking about it she got nice. a lobotomy in 1962, yeah. and, and this is the first time they're talking about it. They're like, oh, my God. Old. Yeah. She got this at 36. This is just like the way the generation was. My name is Glenn. I'm 79 years old. I signed the release for Pat's lobotomy. So the husband signed the release for her to get lobotomized. Patricia says, we have not talked about it since I had the lobotomy. I don't think ever. My husband is not a great communicator. I mean, there's levels to communication and not communicating at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Giving someone a lobotomy and then not communicating about it. Yeah, that that's a whole other level. That's fucked. That's red flags. (laughs) I would not be married. That is got to be gold medal for non-communication. I've dated some shitty communicators. Big time shitty communicators. And this is pretty, this takes the cake. All right. So I'm going to keep going here. So it says, Glenn says, I don't talk any more than I have to. (laughs) Patricia says, Glenn, be nice. And they both laugh. We'd been married about 13 years and it just started. I cried all the time. I was just mentally no good. Glenn, one night I came home and she said, well, I've done it now. She'd taken a whole bottle of some kind of pills. Pat, that's when the doctor decided it was time. Glenn, he told me this was the last resort. I didn't know what else to do. Pat, Dr. Freeman said you can come out of this a vegetable or you can come out dead. And I guess I was miserable enough that I didn't care. Glenn, I was kind of worried because of the operation of severing a nerve in the brain. It sounded kind of wild to me. Pat, he was afraid he was going to lose his cook. Oh, my God. Glenn, and I don't like to cook. What a freaking savage. What an asshole. <laughs> that just shows the freaking time. Pat, I remember nothing after I saw Dr. Freeman. I don't remember going into the hospital or having it done or how long I was there. That's all gone. Glenn, we were coming back from San Jose after the operation and Pat informed me that she couldn't wait to get home because she wanted to file for divorce. Pat, <laughs> hmm, I don't remember that at all. I don't think I said that. Glenn, I think I just went on driving and ignored the situation and began to wonder to myself how much good did this operation accomplish. 
Really, I can see no changes in most areas, except she is much easier to get along with. This is so fucked up, right? I'm just thinking maybe, like, they shouldn't have been married to each other. Pat, you didn't see any change in the way I kept house? No. I was a more free person after I had it, just not to be so concerned about things. I just, I went home and started living, I guess is the best way I can say. I was able to get back into taking care of things and cooking and shopping and that kind of thing. Glenn, delighted at the way it turned out. It's been a good life. Pat, well, thank you. That's the end. (laughs) The fuck? Okay, so we are assuming that she had a positive outcome from it. From this conversation, perhaps. Probably not the best marriage. I don't know. (laughs) Dude. She sounds like she was having some, like, depression or anxiety or something. She was just crying. Like, that was the extent of her mental condition. I cry all the time. (laughs) Oh, I guess she did. She did, I guess, attempt suicide. She took a bunch of pills. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that was, like, the last straw for Glenn. Because he doesn't like to cook. He's like, yo, we better fix this shit before I lose my cook. Cook, Are you kidding me? That's awful. (laughs) I just can't, like, (laughs) I don't even know where to go from here. Could you imagine living in a time where that was a normal thing? No. (laughs) Lobotomies, no. (laughs) Being Being a cook for your husband, and that'd be the only reason why he's probably married yet? No. Nope. <laughs> They're still not illegal. They're like, they fell out of favor, I will say, after like the 1980s. But they're not illegal. Mm, so like technically, yeah. I think they probably like rebranded it because like lobotomy has such a negative connotation. I bet they rebranded it, but I think it's still in use in certain cases. Small. I don't think it's like wide use, but. And maybe if they use it today, like if it is being used today gets a little bit more science and information back backing it up and maybe there's better ways and better techniques to do it i have no idea (laughs) yeah i don't know but the way they used to describe it back then i'm going to quote you from this walter freeman guy the american guy he described one 29 year old woman as being following lobotomy a quote smiling lazy and satisfactory patient with the personality of an oyster who could not remember Freeman's name and endlessly poured coffee from an empty pot. And you're considering that as a success rate? When her parents had difficulty dealing with her behavior, Freeman advised a system of rewards, ice cream, and punishment. Smacks. Oh my (laughs) god. This guy was a savage. It's awful. So the two things that come to my mind, the two places in media, like more current media, for lobotomies the very first thing that pops into my mind is the movie get out that's the one where like the it's like an interracial couple there's like the white girlfriend black boyfriend visits and he's like are you sure your parents are okay with interracial relationships she's like oh yeah yeah it's fine and then he's like getting weird 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 vibes the whole time yeah they're like a rich white family right yeah and then they've, they've got like um like a black like i don't know if she's like a housekeeper maid or something She's on the, yeah, on the property, right. on yep. the premises, yeah. and she just has, like, something odd about her. Mm-hmm. 
and then like (laughs) something's off about her and then like just the whole thing is like the dad was into like neuro stuff and hypnosis and all that shit and then like come to find out he's like lobotomizing people yeah switching their bodies in a way to like have immortality it's a it's such a good movie but it's like that (laughs) like it's like it was such a good movie and then you're just like where is this going where is this yeah where is this going and then you're just like boom lobotomies and you're like what the (laughs) i wanted to mention though like that how lobotomies were performed on gay men and like Uh mostly on women it was like twenty thousand lobotomies in the u.s uh, most of them were gay men and nearly 60% were women. So I'm just like, we always get fucked. <laughs> it's on, and honestly, like the, the gay men one, that is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Like you're going to lobotomize somebody. Yeah. That? That's like fucked. that's fucked. Doesn't like that be conversion therapy or conversion therapy. Like, I don't know exactly what they do in that. Isn't, isn't that like their way also, like today's way of trying to like, get someone not to be gay is that like, like religious that has like religious i think undertones? that's really i think that's religious yeah oh jesus so fucked i know the men are the ones who are like signing off on these people getting lobotomies in the first place like it's so fucked so the other movie was oh. shutter island yes that's right we had one more movie to talk about <laughs> shutter island I was vaguely recalling that there was some psychiatric element to that. And I was like, are lobotomies part of this? And it is. So I guess like spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Shutter Island, but (laughs) it's been out for quite some time. So that's on you. He thinks that he's like an investigator. Like you go into the movie thinking that he's an investigator and he's Mm -hmm. come to like investigate the weird shady shit going on at this mental facility on Shutter Island. But like, really he's a patient there and this is all a very elaborate role play by everybody involved just trying to get him to like realize who he really is because he's kind of like i don't know having an episode or he thinks he's somebody else and he's schizophrenic or whatever yeah and i guess it's because his wife drowned their three kids or something Mm -hmm. and then he killed his wife and that's why he's there whatever it is so he finally at the end of this like elaborate role play comes to find out who he really is and apparently like throughout it they were saying that they do lobotomies over at the lighthouse and so once he realizes who he is they're like oh you've become lucid before and eventually you just revert back and if you revert back again we're gonna have to lobotomize you and then he just like supposedly pretends to revert back even though he really is lucid and just like basically volunteers for the lobotomy at the end of it yeah put himself out of his misery i guess he wants to like die a good man, I think it said. <sighs> <laughs> this has been a crazy episode of <laughs> lobotomies. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what we've got for you for this week on lobotomies. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week so you can listen to whatever other crazy shit we decide to dig up and talk about. Yes. Oh, of course it would start with the Portuguese. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>